Grand day, grand day, everyone. Welcome, welcome to The Daily Huddle. My name is Chase Steele Gray, and it is definitely a pleasure to be here with you today. We have a very special guest, a great friend of mine named Sarah Hart. The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Once again, grand morning, grand morning. I am welcoming you once again with my good friend, Sorel Kiton. And uh, today we have a special guest. So on to the main event, on to the main event. You know, um, our guest today, her name is Sarah Hart. Sarah has always done the things around her to support her life, to support the people around her. As you can see on her, um, on her little kind of run down there, she has tons of training, tons of yoga training, tons of sound meditation training, teacher training. This is a person that always calms me when I see her, when I speak to her, she always has something great to say. Chase, you went on mute. You're muted. (laughs) See, what happens is that when I slide it over in this position, all all the controls go away. It's the weirdest thing. Okay, anyway, I I don't want you to miss anything that I said. So just to recap, Sarah has always been a calming person in in my circle. She's always done some great yoga. She's always done training. She's always been in the flow of helping others. So, of course, why would I bring anyone else on here to answer this question? How to have energy to do all the things you want to do and live the big life that you want. Please welcome to the Daily Huddle, Sarah Hart. Hello. Peace, peace, peace. Thank you for having me here. Thank you, Chase, for me. Hey, you did it. You did it to yourself by being the uh, (laughs) amazing person that you are. So let's unpack this question today. And it's it's interesting because you and I have spoken about this at length over the years. I think I've known you since 2006, which is crazy, right? (laughs) But yeah, unpack this question uh, for us a little bit and tell us what your perspective is on this. Well, we live in a very busy time, right? We all have our lives, our jobs, our families, our responsibilities. And often I hear all the time, I don't have enough time to eat right, to do the things I have to do, to feel good. There's all this energy focused on not enough time, not feeling well, worried about not being well, all of this. And really it's very simple. I was thinking about this as, it's all about discipline mm. and often think of discipline as something that um, will take up too much time or take us away from what we really want to be enjoying. It really is the discipline that will allow you to give yourself energy, feel positive and good and be, and continue to learn and grow for yourself to fulfill yourself. So I really think the answer, the simplest answer is discipline will right. allow have energy, grow energy, and sustain yourself. Is it just me? Or are you trying to give us your half 
superhero beautiful face today? Have. Are you? Oh, there you go. Come on in. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. I was like, man, maybe it's me. Is my mind shifting Sorry. to the left? What is going on? <laughs> get out of the. Um, I want to. I want to ask you a question, and I, I know I've spoken to you over the years about this, about about the yoga. Tell us how important you think yoga is to the common everyday person, with time, without time. How would you um, kind of uh, introduce that into someone's life? What would you say to them? Um, well, I would say that we're already doing yoga. That mm. we get confused with the different systems that yoga is involved in. We think it's a religious practice. We think it's only Eastern. We think it's only right. <laughs> place, right? Right. Or, and you can and can't do because if you're a man or a woman or whatever, all those different things. When yoga is none of those things and yoga is something that is organic to the body. And when you start actually learning about the teachings of yoga, that's what it describes itself as. As it is something that is organic to you, that is natural and is part of nature. And these, these movements, so even just the physical movements are meant to keep us physically healthy. But really, it goes beyond that with being able to connect our mind, body, and spirit. And this can be applied to whatever your faith is, whatever your cultural practices are. Right. Uh, yoga always will be there correctly. True, true. I think it's all true. And do you, do you remember, would you say that you remember the difference between from when you weren't kind of immersed in yoga and this amazing health and wellness lifestyle till now? Like, what are the major benefits that you've gotten out of being in this kind of yoga sphere for so long? And like, how, how has it brought those kind of newness moments or even greater health to mm. your life? Well, I'm very grateful. I started really on this path of wellness since I was a child. I'm about mm. 40 and I probably started. <laughs> Wouldn't know it. Wouldn't know it. <laughs> I started on this path, probably nine or 10 years old and in evolution. So not that I started as an advanced practitioner in any way, but as an evolution over the years. So over the years, what I can definitely see is as I started to evolve in my yoga practice, my health journey, uh, for me personally, I've knock on wood, reversed all my asthma symptoms, issues, never need any medication for probably 20 years or so now. Right. That's one right. that specifically to me has been erased mm -hmm. uh, and being, I notice also just my temperament, my ability to be more relaxed when things are stressful, or if I do get off the rails, I have steps that are already ingrained in me to bring myself back into an equal space. That's definitely the most huge in my day to day. And actually, I don't even think about it. I also have a little scoliosis. So my low spine is crooked and mm. I use a lot of pain and I don't experience any pain anymore just from being able to practice these things. And what sustains the no pain in my back is not fancy yoga or extra tricky stuff. It really is one or two small movements that I've learned that helps me specifically with that thing. And I do that every day. And it See. is... That's amazing. I know you remember this way back when I was doing Bikram yoga quite a bit. I would start the year off with a 30, 30 day challenge and I did Bikram every day yeah. for 30 days. You remember that? And um, 
I remember the yoga stripping my body down. Like it was, you know, 10 pounds gone and I wasn't <laughs> overweight. So it was like, you know, and I remember when I went into the room, I remember hearing this echoing in my head, like, you're not flexible enough. You're not flexible enough. And I, I uh, appreciate what you said before, because I think a lot of people don't do yoga or whatever, because they think they have to come in like this Zen warrior with their head wrapped around their neck and stuff like, and they're looking around. And I used to look at people in class as well. I used to go and look at what everybody's doing. And then I stopped. I went right to the front every class. So I can only see myself in the mirror, right? Yeah. Do you have, a, um, with the people that do yoga now within your studio and mm -hmm. in front of you, do you find that people are in this particular moment more open to it based on what we're all going through? Or do you feel like you're having less people come because they're afraid of kind of going out into that uh, mm. area? I see a shift. For sure. I definitely think coming out of the pandemic and all of these things that have been going on everywhere, uh, there's been a greater concern for their health, both on simple things of just feeling better, but then also a lot of people have had reflection time on their mental health overall, their family engagement, their relationships, their friends, their time alone, their anxieties just from... Right stress i'm seeing a lot of people actually asking questions of how mm -hmm. themselves versus just going to an exercise and i'm seeing shifts in my class well this is how i've always taught i've always encouraged <laughs> yeah to more about why they're practicing and for me particularly especially with yoga i'm usually an off the mat teacher so I, you're not imitating me. I'm instructing you and you're practicing, right? So mm. there's a dynamic and trying to teach people to be more self-reliant. And I see that people are interested in that practice. Right. And if they're going to do other things. Right. You know, um, I know this about you. I'm asking this question or I, I, I pretty much know these things that I'm asking this question for everybody else. Um, can you give people a brief description of sound healing uh, versus Reiki? Because I know that you you do both of those. And I really think people don't understand what Reiki is, mm. nor, nor sound healing. So could you give us just a, a snippet or a definition of that where someone would maybe want to go find out more about it? Yeah, I mean, these things are relatively hard to explain because it does deal with a uh, kind of an intangible concept of energy. Right. A lot of these um, disciplines, whether it's yoga or even Chinese medicine and these different paths, they'll talk about chi, prana, but these breath, these words can be very abstract. Correct. So uh, I'll do my best to explain it, but it'll still be abstract because it is one of these things that you have to experience to kind of have it really click for you. Right, right. And that um, is why I asked you, Sarah Hart, a great one. <laughs> but in the long and short, uh, Reiki is an energy movement practice. So a Reiki practitioner is someone that assists the client or the person to move their chi within the body. And it's not that the person who's the Reiki practitioner is a magician, but they're usually aware of, of uh, pressure points in the body, portals, so, so to speak, of energy movement in the body. And these usually 
follow the meridian lines and yoga and Ayurveda is the nadis. So if you're familiar with acupuncture and reflexology, it's the same pathways. If you've seen those diagrams, the organs on the face and the ear and the eyes, wherever Mm -hmm. the Reiki practitioner stimulates these areas for the energy to move. And usually it's a non-touch practice. Sometimes there's light touch or gentle massage that will assist. And then you can get more into reflexology, which is pressure, but you still are using a Reiki energy. Right. And then with sound healing, uh, it deals with vibration and the vibration affects the water in our bodies. So if you've ever seen water vibrate, you know, from anything, that's what it's doing to you when you play these singing bowls or certain instruments. And it's different than just music in general, even though we can experience that when we feel, we can feel the music and we'll have a response emotionally or physically we kind of understand that, but when we deal with sound healing, it's usually not something that is music and the notes that are used are very specific to stimulating the chi in the body to move a certain direction. And you'll, sound healing is said to work on a cellular level all the way, all the moisture in your body will be- I did it. I did it right in that room. Yes, yes you did. Oh my gosh. That was powerful. It really was. You know, I mean, you know, I'm a musician, so, you know, I, I, I deal a lot with sound and uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just got excited. Uh, sorry. I just got, got a, a phone call. I just got excited that we talked that you talked about that. I remember myself being in that room. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's how it is. It will. So sound healing can be in a group or it can be individual. You can, of course, practice sound healing on yourself, but it's always good to receive it from someone else um, who can also usually Reiki and sound go together because again, we're moving chi with the vibration. So often can be a tool for the Reiki practitioner or it can be separate. Excellent. Excellent. It's funny that you're talking about that. (laughs) Just a, a little thing that I wanted to bring into the, to the huddle today, this thing that I have in my hand, you were talking about sound. This is called a love tuner. Oh. And this works on a f- uh, 587 hertz. You've heard of that before? Mm-hmm. Right? This is like in the yes. same thing. And you just blow in it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and that tone is said to go inside of you and relax certain <laughs> things like the heart shock. Well, I was like, wow. Yeah. Right? This is right up the alley with what you're talking about. Absolutely. So I'm just amazed at all the things that we can do to cleanse our system from the inside out you were talking about water what's the guy's name that wrote the book on the water matsumi emo what is that was that guy's name i don't remember his name exactly you know what i'm talking about but that that exchange of water and they were saying like okay write down five things that you want to bring stronger into your life and then put the glass of water over it overnight and when you get up in the morning drink the water and these things will be i was like wow Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Grand day, Gio. How are you? So, uh, Sorel, do you have anything for, for Sarah before we possibly open up for questions? Yeah, I do, I do have, I do have a question. It's a really broad question. Okay. <laughs> and the question is for, for me as a human being, I've always related to health as, Eat well, you'll be healthy. 
do the right workouts with the right frequency. You'll be toned, you'll look great, and you'll be healthy. <laughs> live longer. Uh, but listening to you and Chase weave this conversation, the question that's coming up for me is, what is health really for a human being? Hmm. I'd well, love to your take on that. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say that true health is, is a peacefulness. That's hmm. what I would say, is true health. Because you really can't be peaceful if you're unwell, right? Uh, but what you described about, you know, working out, eating right, which is good, but that comes from, I feel like a more of a body modification and a fitness culture versus an actual healthy wellness culture. Because there's plenty of people who work out and are doing everything amazing and perfect and are definitely not healthy. Absolutely. But you'll see it. Heart attack at 35, they, they fall out, they're done, their knee is done at 42. What, but yet you can, you were benching all these weights and you were running all these marathons and, you know, um, but we forget that the mind, you know, in the, in the West, we separate psychology and physical health, right? And in the East, these are all together, that the mind is considered a part of the body, even though it is a more subtle concept. And there's, you know, things that are not tangible in the mind, but the, what yoga says that the, the body reflects the mind. So if we're not paying attention to our actual emotional and mental health in the most basic, beyond, even beyond the, the, the act of things that maybe need more extreme attention, but just our day-to-day -day mental space, if we're not paying attention to that, then the body is definitely not going to be healthy and you're only going to be fooling yourself, you know, to be getting to a time. So I think that if the focus should be with our health is peace. And that means finding um, habits that are going to be giving you more longevity and more vitality than just sticking to fitness regimens. Because we forget, we usually start our fitness routines at a relatively healthy point in our life. And then we are going to age. Doesn't mean we get unhealthy, but we start to age and our body and our mind and our time is different. And the things that we need and male and female things will be different of what we need emotionally, hormonally, all right. these things. So that I think to really focus on bridging the mental health with our physical and understanding that, especially with yoga, the purpose of the movements is not physical fitness. It's kind of a happy perk that you get really strong and can flip upside down and put your head hand over wherever that's extra. But really is that, like I said, a reduced pain in my body. Amazing. I can get up and get down. I can go down on the floor and get back up and not trying to do that. And that's most of us. By the time we're 30, we're, I hear people like moaning and groaning just to sit down, <laughs> just get up. Right? right. It's true. It's really true. That's really, really true. For 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 me and others who may be looking for a set of habits to practice to generate that kind of energy, uh, what would you prescribe? Well, I would always say yoga. This has been some, uh, a chief thing in my life personally. 
but yoga can be very vast. You know, we, we say yoga and we usually think of a certain style, Bikram, Hatha, Yingar. We think of these people or these lineages of yoga, maybe even <laughs> if you think of it at all. Um, but I don't think it has to be something that's specific unless you want to really be disciplined about it. I think that the most important thing is that you are focusing on range of movement every day. Mm, right. And, uh, and really beyond that, that you're focusing on breathing every day properly. If we're not able to breathe properly, you definitely can't work out. <laughs> and we will we'll feel that. So I think that the way to start coming into a practice when you're not familiar with it or feeling intimidated is really just to start exploring your own body movement. Simple, simple things. Stand up, get down, lift your arms up, move them out. Touch your toe. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. Neck rolls. And then I think the most important thing is really being able to, to focus on your breathing. Most of us are shallow breathing. Most of us are holding our breath, clenching our teeth, frowning our face all the time. <laughs> Forever. So even if just for once in a while, uh, you take a check-in and give yourself a body scan, and meaning that you really think about it, top of my head, forehead, relax the face, unclench your teeth, we're always grinding, right? Really think, drop the shoulders all the way down. Just even doing that mm, throughout your day, I would say you'd wanna try to do that every hour. Melt it. You'll start to shift your physical tension in the body and just by doing this practice, you're gonna start inviting your mind to want to do more of these things because these things are natural to you, but we have to kind of retrain it. Because if you think about when either you were a child or if you have children in your life, a lot of times young children, young under five, definitely, will do these little regulatory practices on their own. And it's just natural to them, right? They'll sit in weird yoga positions. You don't know how they got there. And they are perfectly comfortable, <laughs> <laughs> right? They are. They'll sit all the way reclined in a full back bend. They'll be upside down. Toddlers love it. Their booties up, head down all the time. But these are energetic practices that are actually natural to us that we outgrow or, or be taught out of as we grow because it's inappropriate to be upside down all the time, right? But this is an action that sends our energy when we need to regulate, right? So... I think it's getting back into that free movement like a child is the first thing. Being unafraid to just let it go. <laughs> you get very restricted for all kinds of positive reasons, but you got to relax also. Most of our illness and tension is from our own mental stress. You know, it's usually not an impact injury. Illness is usually from a stress of some sort, relatively speaking. Thank you. Sarah. Right, right. Thank yeah. you. So that's great. Uh, we have a couple questions. Uh, Rashida, your hand is up. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much, my dear brother, to bringing Miss Hart to the to the platform. Thank you so Always much. Always a pleasure, Miss Hart. Um, yeah. I. I love your presentation. I have took away a lot of nuggets as a yoga as a yoga teacher and uh, 
Reiki practitioner, uh, it's so amazing that even as we tell, uh, we sit in front of a group and tell them what to do, nothing like when they started to put hands on. It's amazing. And one of the things that I, uh, when I, I finished um, with my yoga um, teacher, I, um, I used to, before the, the pandemic, uh, I used to go to <laughs> nursing homes, to the nursing homes um, and help these seniors. It's amazing. I used to go twice a week. And they, when they see me coming through the door and, and they, I used to just practice sitting yoga with them. And when they see me coming through the door, they say, oh, tonight I'm going to get a good sleep. Tonight I'm going to get a good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> because it is just amazing to see just able to breathe and teach someone to breathe it's make a difference to that person's life so thank you so much keep up the good work thank you very much <laughs> you too thank you for spreading it out there also it's so excellent important. excellent excellent we have some uh well we're we got a couple more minutes stan your hand was up yeah hi thanks a lot um my question was kind of answered by what Sorrel, Sorrel asked, mm. because I was going to ask, where, where's the beginning? Where should we really start? <laughs> where's the beginning? Yeah, yeah, where's the beginning? Where should we really start in, in, in our journey into a, 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 a relationship through yoga? Why not? Yeah, I would still continue to say it's breathe. The breath is the most important, is paying attention on the first space before we start getting into things like pranayama and breath control practices and things like that, which is something that I would encourage, but there's so many. So it is just first paying attention to where are you breathing? You'll probably right. or not. That's usually when we start to actually check in. We go, oh, it's usually shallow. We're usually holding our breath. We do weird habits when we're concentrating, all these things. So it's first start to start reflecting on those things and remember to exhale. I always tell my students and everyone that if you exhale, you will always inhale. It's the rules. It's the law. It's a great, so great you, sentence. I know, because we always think of breathing as the inhale. We automatically, right? Thank goodness we automatically inhale and exhale, right? But if you really concentrate on exhaling and you focus on lengthening your exhale longer, just even a nanosecond, Right. and smoother and slower you'll inhale smoother and slower and stronger and it can be your own whatever level you're at now and it will increase that i would it's say is an important thing to start and do absolutely true <laughs> one more hand giovanni what you got thank you james uh thank you thank you sarah right Yes. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, I have a profound love and appreciation for yoga and people who spread the possibility that yoga is. I, I, I um, and and it's a future that it's called. You know, yoga is a future that calls me. Hmm. It's something that I just profoundly respect. And I wanted to ask you and kind of a maybe a different note maybe you addressed it uh and i missed it um your your uh if you will your title on your zoom 
is be the community you seek. Uh-huh. And, um, and uh, you know, there's many ways to have, there's many ways I've seen people put their title. And that one points to collective, points to a very, uh, a, a bigger cause than usual that that doesn't represent the cells but rather community and i was wondering why um what is what what is where is where are you coming from when you wrote <laughs> be the community you seek uh well i'm coming from the idea of that we are a community all together globally together our you know yoga teaches us that we are all one, not that we're all the same in, um, you know, this monotony way, but that we all are come from one consciousness. And we're all these different expressions of time and life and, and different communities. And I do really think that to heal ourselves, we do need to come together with people who are also healing themselves in and it can be in various ways. And this being the title of my Zoom, you know, I lead classes and meditation, <clears throat> my Zoom. And I want to also remind people that it isn't about me. I'm definitely not the most fanciest yogi or the most famous or the most able my foot over my head or levitate or whatever, you know. But I share what I know, I share what I practice, I care, and I want people to grow with the information and even come back and teach me because we're a community, right? And so that's what I want to instill. And I think that you got it for people to think about on themselves, think about how we come together, even in this, to have this conversation and stimulate these ideas of beyond ourselves by helping ourselves is what it's all about. <clears throat> Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. We're covering a lot of stuff today. So that's our time. Wow. It always goes so quickly. It's an amazing thing how it goes so quickly. Um, thank you so much, Sarah, for being here. If you want to reach Sarah, please go on to Facebook. She has all of her information there. Incidentally, Sarah is leading a retreat at the end of the year that I definitely plan on being at. So please go and look at that. It's going to be phenomenal. And I'll let that information speak for itself when you go there. <laughs> But uh, thank you so much. It's great to see you. Thank you all. It's been a pleasure. My name is Chase Still Great. What a pleasure it is always to be here. Have a spectacular day. Be you and keep pushing forward, my good people. Have a great one. At The Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give our very best each day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss that stress. Laugh. Laugh out loud from your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back. 
you will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love. Most of all, love. With your words, your thoughts, and your actions, power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. Until next time.